Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Janine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Janine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend. It is a sunny day here in New York City. And as always, we're armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, there's a lot that happened this week, but uh, I am going to limit myself to one topic which has so much of America grieving, and I'm going to do my opening statement on that. On this Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, we're used to working with people who try to help Americans put their lives back together after the, the, the damage that, that happens in war. And this week we saw the damage that happens in the Civil War that is going on in our country by young people uh, with uh, weapons. And uh, we're going to do the uh, opening statement on that this morning. Uh, we watched as 19 young children were massacred along with two teachers at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, a place where, but for this shooting, most of us would never have heard of. The issue, of course, is why, why, why? Why is there so much evil? How is someone capable of doing this? How can someone massacre in innocence? But the big question today, as in the last 24 to 48 hours, is whether or not the police may have created uh, a, a, an even more dangerous situation for the children. All of us have seen images of parents fighting with police to try to get in. There are reports of a woman who is uh, who says that she was arrested by a U.S. marshal, a mother of two children in the school. She had her friends with the Uvalde Police Department convince the marshal to uh, apparently uncuff her. She herself ran into the school and got two of her children out. We heard from Governor Abbott uh, 48 hours ago. Uh, he was livid. He was angry and justifiably so. He said that he was lied to by the Uvalde police uh, from the school district in terms of what they had done. And it now appears to everyone from top law enforcement in Texas on down, from the governor on down, that uh, the police did not handle this situation the way they were supposed to. Uh, all of the uh, protections that are supposed to be in place at school districts were not there. This uh, dirtbag, and I won't even say what his name is, the shooter, he does his name doesn't deserve to be dropped from the lips of any of us. He walked in unobstructed. Teacher apparently opened the door and then left the door open, and he walked in unobstructed after he jumped the fence with a long gun like an AR-15 and a bag of uh, ammunition. And uh, there was no armed officer readily available. And I think that what has uh, enraged the country is that for approximately 55 zero minutes, they were waiting for someone to come in and unlock the door of the classroom. 
Now, the problem with that is all of this happens in the fog of war. I know as a former DA myself, you've got hostage situations, you've got active shooter situations, but this was clearly an active shooter situation where the active shooter doctrine demands that the police go straight in and actually shoot the perpetrator. For some reason, the person in charge decided that this was not an active shooter situation, but instead some kind of a barricaded shooter situation. And so they were waiting for someone to come in uh, with a tactical team and with some kind of armor that where they could go in and protect themselves. And I, I want you to remember one thing. Joe Biden, crazy Joe Biden this week says, we're going to prevent school from local police departments from getting military gear and armor. I'm telling you folks, as sure as I'm speaking right now, that that's exactly the kind of military armor these cops needed to confront the dirtbag who was massacring those children. And the problem here is that they waited 45, 50 minutes and it was an active shooter situation because at 1221, which was about an hour after the, the uh, dirtbag jumped the fence, there were three shots. There was an active shooter, but they didn't go in until 1250, uh, and they waited for the janitor to bring the keys. Now, this is not me saying it. It is the governor. It is the top law enforcement officer saying it. And the lieutenant governor as well saying right now that, uh, but for the way these police handled it, uh, more children might have survived. And during those 50 minutes, I'm telling you, and the medical examiner's report will make clear that those children were bleeding out while Barney Fife and the rest of them were out there trying to figure out what to do and fighting with parents who wanted to go in. And to give you an example of why we need weapons, because when people are committing evil acts, a a teacher calls her husband who's in the barbershop, husband in the barbershop, grabs a rifle, a long gun, it's not even his, races to the school, comes in, he's the guy who shoots the dirtbag, a uh, 18-year-old. We need guns to protect ourselves. And if Chicago and all of the cities that outlaw guns don't prove that, then you're not listening. Everybody wants an easy fix. There's no easy fix. And then everyone says, you know what? We need to have mental health assistance. I'm here to tell you I used to sign pistol permits as a judge. They could say they've got no mental health problems. And under the HIPAA law, there's no way a judge is going to be able to investigate whether or not they've got mental health issues because that's protected. Nobody can get that stuff. If they're on psychotropic drugs, there's no way we're going to access that information. So we have a whole category of people who may have mental illness who are going to have access to a gun like Adam Lanza, I believe is Sandy Hook. He took his mother's gun or his father's gun. It doesn't matter. We need guns to protect children and good people. That's my opening statement here uh, on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. This is the Judge Jeanine Show. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt. 
causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The 77 WABC mobile app. Download it now. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a uh, familiar person to many of you. She is a uh, a, a physician, a director of breast imaging at Memorial Sloan Kettering. But uh, more than that, she is someone that we all became familiar with uh, during the COVID pandemic. Dr. Nicole Sapphire uh, has been on Fox News uh, very often discussing uh, in a lot of common sense to me in any event, uh, what the permutations are and what we can expect from this pandemic. She's the author of Make America Healthy Again, How Bad Behavior in Big Government Caused a Trillion-Dollar Crisis. She has a new book out called Panic Attack, Playing Politics with Science in the Fight Against COVID-19. It's available everywhere books are sold. So she's not only a practicing physician, I mean, she is someone who is uh, very keyed into what's going on and uh, has a lot of what I think are common-sense approaches uh, as well as, you know, clear medical uh, analysis of what's going on. Dr. Sapphire, welcome to the show. It, it appears that uh, people are talking more and more about COVID. Is, are the numbers increasing now? What's going on with this new kind of cough or whatever is out there now? Well, good morning, Judge. Always a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you know, you. Uh, a lo- obviously, there are a lot of other things aside from COVID that are taking up media attention, um, which is probably a good thing. It's probably time that we spend a little less time on COVID. But the <laughs> truth is, you know, COVID cases are rising in many areas throughout the country. Certainly where we are, New York City area, the cases are on the rise. And while when you have just because of a sheer number of increased cases, you will see a small bump in hospitalizations, the great news is, we're not seeing an overwhelming parallel rise in hospitalizations and deaths anymore. And that's largely because uh, we have a large level of community immunity. We know how to treat COVID-19 better. And the fact that these variants are much less severe than the preceding ones. So these are all good things. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had one of those throat tickles and I was feeling exhausted. And and uh, my friends kept saying, well, take a COVID test, take a COVID test. So I took a COVID test, Dr. Sapphire. I think it was four days in a row. And finally, I just said, uh, out of exasperation, I said, you know, maybe people just have a cold these days. Not everything <laughs> is COVID. So, you know, I mean, it was it was almost a relief that we're finally at the point in our society where we can say, gee, I have a cold. I have a virus. Maybe it's bacterial. You know, maybe it's a flu. Is That's a good thing. You know, snap out of the COVID thing. But what? But doctor, while I have you on, tell me about this monkey pox stuff. Well, you know, <laughs> monkey pox is interesting in the sense that you know, monkey pox is not new uh, in the United States. That, we've actually no, it's not. It's actually something we've had uh, circulating for decades. Uh, United States actually. Um, within the last couple of decades, one of the years, we had about 42 cases of monkeypox in the United States because of, um, uh, what is it, a guinea pig or one of those little rodents that were being shipped from elsewhere that came to the United States and for pets and people were ended up getting it. Right. You know, just last year, there were a couple of cases of monkeypox in the United States, but it doesn't get much fanfare. I mean, I guess that 
the media just needs that headline. They need to need to keep people in a perpetual state of fear. But here's the, here's the deal with monkeypox. The only reason it's interesting right now and, you know, raises some eyebrows is the fact that we're seeing non-travel related cases. Usually monkeypox, it's, it's a virus just like SARS-CoV-2 that caused COVID-19, but it's a very different type of virus. It's like the one that causes chickenpox. Um, okay. Usually the cases of monkeypox are directly related in, in certain areas of Africa and people get it from animals. Human-to-human transmission is very rare. It's hard to do um, unless you're in extremely prolonged close contact with someone. With the recent cases of monkeypox, several of the cases are being linked to uh, a big party, a big rave, and it seems that there is some sexual transmission Mm -hmm. amongst humans that people are getting monkeypox. Now, this isn't surprising, so you can get this virus um, by respiratory, meaning, you know, if someone coughs right into your face, um, it's not aerosolized like we've been dealing with with SARS-CoV-2, but also with monkeypox, like chickenpox, you get these sores on the body. And so if that an open sore touches someone else, yes. Yes. It, it, not just their skin, but, you know, another a break in the skin, you, mm-hmm. it can be transmitted that way. So, Doctor, I've, I've heard that. The, uh, go ahead. No, you finish. Well, so some people are saying, well, is this going to be the next AIDS or HIV? And it's like, well, no, it's not, because monkey virus, monkey virus is not new. The monkeypox virus is not new. The smallpox vaccine is about 85% effective against it. And by the way, if you're exposed to the monkeypox virus, you can still get the vaccine. It works even after exposure. We have treatments, and people are already symptomatic if they are transmitting it to someone else. So we need to just treat it really as an STD, um, and we have the resources to do that. Interesting. They, you know, they don't they don't play it like that in the news. Um, but but what what is the connection? Someone said if you've had chickenpox, that you can't get a monkeypox, Doctor Sapphire. Well, never say never is oh, my yeah, first you. rule of thumb in <laughs> in healthcare. Um, but so monkeypox is a DNA virus. It's similar to the varicella virus that causes chickenpox, the smallpox virus. So the theory is that if you have some immunity against one of them, you probably have some immunity against monkeypox. And there's probably some truth to that. Whether you had chickenpox, you had the chickenpox vaccine, you had the smallpox vaccine, you probably have some immunity. But again, unless you are a high-risk exposure, someone who is having unprotected sex with someone who is symptomatic or you're in prolonged very close contact with someone who's pretty sick with fever and really bad cough you know your risk of contracting monkeypox is exceedingly low okay all right i want to now transition to what everyone is so totally focused on now and so devastated about and that is the uh, um, the, the mass shooting at uh, at the Rob Elementary School in in Uvalde, Texas. One of the things that um, I I said immediately, having dealt with crime victims for for thirty years, is that the post traumatic stress syndrome uh, of the family members, as well as the children in that school, and it, it you know the, we don't have enough facts yet, Doctor Sapphire. But it appears that there are some children from that classroom that uh, where 19 children were executed uh, that survived. Talk about post-traumatic stress syndrome and what their lives will be like and what they need now. 
Judge, I think the entire community of Uvalde is going to need some sort of post-traumatic stress um, counseling and grief help because what happened was the most tragic thing that could happen to anybody. And then to witness it, for a child to witness it, that will be ingrained in their brain for the rest of their life. And it will we'll never be able to get rid of the emotional and physical trauma that they have experienced. And the only way to even help them cope with it so that they will be able to move on and live a fruitful life is through a huge amount of support and aggressive counseling. They have to be made, they need to feel like they are safe again. And right now those children do not feel safe. You would think that a child going to school, that is a safe environment. They are sitting there. They're in the comfort of their peers. They're under the instruction of their teachers and their parents have dropped them off believing them to be safe. And that has just completely been shattered. Just think of what people feel after a home invasion or Mm -hmm. even just if someone's credit card has been stolen. There is a feeling of being invaded as though something has been taken from you. Now place that with a second, third, fourth grader child watching their classmates, their best friends be executed by a complete maniac. This will take a lifetime for them to work towards recovery, and there will not be a day where they say, okay, I'm better now, because it will never be better. So the community around them, their country around them, needs to rally to help this entire community thrive, survive, because we have seen that. When there has been massive tragedy amongst uh, communities, sometimes that community starts to falter in itself. We, the surrounding areas, need to make sure that the people of Uvalde have the support and are able to continue on and not succumb to this tragedy. You know, well, there is uh, there was a description of a, a young fourth grade girl who took the the blood from one of her bleeding classmates and put it on herself so that the shooter would think that she was dead. I mean, the the uh, you know the the the, the motive the. Uh, the desire to survive and, you know, the wherewithal to think at that age, at that young age of what you need to do uh, is, is stunning. And, uh, you know, th- that, that child, it, it is, and we still don't know, Dr. Sapphire, how many children survive from that classroom. Um, my my concern is, you know, this young child exhibited tremendous maturity in recognizing what she needed to do to survive, taking the blood of her friend and putting it on herself. But I'm curious if indeed it is as it appears that it took the police almost one hour to breach that classroom. These children watch their friends bleed out and die. Uh, it's not the time to criticize the police. That time will come. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I'm curious as to how many of the children actually survived. How many were in that classroom? How many watched this? How many actually came out? And then the question is, you know, with the parents, one parent said to the child who didn't want to go to school that day, you have to go. And that child died. You know, another parent, uh, the husband of a teacher, had a heart attack. He died. The teacher was killed. And they leave four children. I mean, it's like this ripple effect that keeps going on and on outside the core of just that classroom. 
But Dr. Nicole Sapphire, I want to thank you for your time and your expertise. Uh, we'll have you on again soon. You take care. God thanks. bless. Thanks so much for having me, Judge. All right. And never forget, that's a commitment we made up of an honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T the number Listen two, to T. An American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And WABCRadio.com. WABC New York. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a very familiar person to just about everyone in America. She's a political consultant, pollster, but uh, more importantly, she served as a senior counsel to President Donald Trump. Uh, and we are delighted to have today uh, Kellyanne Conway, and uh, we're thrilled that she's joining us on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, she, Let me just give you a little background on Kellyanne. She was the founder of a polling company. Uh, women trend a business that she had for 21 years uh and that she still maintains but she served as campaign manager to the trump pence presidential campaign becoming the first woman to successfully manage a campaign and i remember when that happened there was very little hoopla about it you know there are a lot of women who ran presidential campaigns but none of them who won and kellyanne made history when she did that and of course, the left, uh, you know, they refused to cover that this was a, a monumental, uh, 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 it was a triumph on her part, uh, and it was historic. Uh, she is one of the most quoted and noted pollsters in the, in the nation. And, uh, for those of you who don't know to know this, she has a law degree with honors from George Washington University, the University of Law. She's mother to four kids. Uh, and, uh, I'm gonna let it stop there because I'd rather talk to, uh, her and have you listen to Kellyanne. She's written a memoir. It's called Here's the Deal. And I'm about halfway through it, Kellyanne. And I, I must tell you, uh, I knew a little bit about your background, uh, that you grew up in primarily, uh, a female household. Uh, with your aunts and your grandmother and your mother. And, uh, but there's one point where you talk about the fact that it was, I think, the night before the inauguration and everybody was happy and thrilled. And, uh, you, there's a one-liner in there that's so you where you say, you know, uh, I didn't know that the buzzsaw was waiting for me on the other side <laughs> of the day. <laughs> Who knew? Kellyanne, good morning and welcome. Talk to me about your book. Thanks for having me. And the spirit with which you made that introduction, I wrote this memoir, Here's the Deal, even though I'm only 55 and hope I've got decades of life ahead of me, God willing, because people always want to hear the story behind the story. What was Donald Trump really like? What did he say when he made you campaign manager? How was it to work in the White House? Where did you come from? Were you, did you come from a political family? No. Janine, I don't even remember a single political conversation. <laughs> so I think in that house of all Italian Catholic women. And, but I have to tell you that I didn't know the buzzsaw was, was waiting for me, not even because inauguration day for Donald Trump in 2017 literally was my 50th birthday. When he made me campaign manager, I no said, well, kidding. Mr. Mr. Yeah, I was born January 20th, 1967. I said, Mr. President? No, I said, Mr. Trump? Well, Either we'll have the party of a lifetime or I'll take the kids to Italy. And Jeannie, my kids have not yet been to Italy. So we had a party of a lifetime. And I continued in my service in the White House. The reason I didn't know there would be a buzzsaw on the other side of the inauguration is because I totally underestimated and was naive that a media that's, yes, liberal and didn't want Donald Trump to be president, didn't vote for him to be president, would take the sheer shock and embarrassment 
that he had indeed become president and just tried to ruin people's lives. Whether we had the fake collusion, illusion, delusion investigation, the Mueller report, the Mueller testimony, all this nonsense for almost three years, mm-hmm. two and a half plus years. It's, it's chapter 30 in my new book, Here's the Deal. I go through it. Whether it was the Washington Post 15 minutes after Donald Trump is sworn in as 45th president, the Washington Post says now it's time to impeach him. So the mm-hmm. knives were out from the beginning. I, I was personally um, not ready for probably I was ready for it, but naive about it. And I think the other reason was, look, Donald Trump won the Electoral College. He, he became president of the United States fairly and squarely. It's Hillary that couldn't concede it. It's a lot of the shenanigans from 2020 we're still talking about. But in the case of Donald Trump, he was the wish fulfillment for millions and millions of Americans, Justine, who said, I want somebody who has a ton of experience and very little or no connection to Washington. Turns Mm -hmm. out that was Donald Trump. But they came for us. And listen, I'm a staffer. What do you care about a staffer making me the headline, the punchline, household name? I was not Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Ivanka Trump or Mika Brzezinski, all these people who were born into the family business, if you will, who had very famous fathers who had done great in their own careers, and they as their daughters also done, had done great in their careers. This was all brand new to me. Well, and, and, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I think the same thing, Kellyanne. You know, I talk about the system. I say I was, I, I'm a believer. I believe in truth and justice and law and order. But then when you see what's happening, you say, Am I naive? So, I mean, it's not a word that I would connect with you or with me because, I mean, we've got our bona fides. But the paradigm has changed, Kellyanne. They are gunning for the institutions in this country. And the attempted takedown, which we're now seeing in the uh, Michael Sussman trial in Washington, uh, evidence of, uh, by, uh, of a presidential candidate and then a president. And you lived in this, in this, whirlwind. I mean, every day did you wake up and say, you know, am I in Kansas? Pretty much because the, yes, pretty much because the tornadoes were all around us. And look, I think the job of the media is and always should be, Judge Janine, to get the story. But they took it upon themselves to get the president and those Mm -hmm. around him. And if you look at just the facts, the metrics that have since been presented, about I read a report that about 40% of Donald Trump's first couple of years in office was consumed by in part by Russia collusion illusion. In other words, those were 40, right. 40% of the coverage, 40% of the of the questions asked. Okay, think about all he accomplished within that fog, within that complete fog of Russia collusion delusion. He he went about and did and got us energy independence and recalibrated reciprocal trade deals and the Tax Cut and Jobs Act and Judge, federal judges that don't think the Constitution is a paper towel actually believe it is the law of the land and want to apply it and not, not legislate from the bench. So his accomplishments went on and on, although the attacks never stopped. Um, and look, it, it became very personal. You have, you have these, <laughs> as I say in my book, Here's the Deal, Janine, on sale now, as I say, these thin-skinned, terrified, troubled media types living in glass houses, thinking they, that my marriage was any of their business, mm-hmm. that my personal life is any of their business. Have you seen these people? Uh, it takes you two seconds uh, to, to, to look at their private lives, which, by the way, I have no interest in doing. It's not relevant. It certainly was never relevant to my job. Oh, but, you but, know, look, Kelly I wasn't and, there. Uh, you, know, you know, Janine, I wasn't there to mollify 
the mainstream media. I was respectful. I tried to answer questions. I didn't even want to press or comms job. I said no to those within two hours of Donald Trump getting elected. But, you know, he, he wanted me out there talking to the American public. You know why I was there? It never really mattered to me who the anchor was in the chair. It matters to me that the American people heard that message. There are going to be millions of people out there who otherwise did not have that information that we were providing, and I felt duty-bound to them. Why should they have to pay or get access or, 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 or struggle on the outside of the glass looking in, wondering when it's their turn? What do they need to know? Instead, they got instant, free-of-charge information. Donald Trump cut out the middleman. The middleman didn't like it. Well, Kellyanne Conway, and the the truth is that you never you never got emotional, you never lost your cool. You, I, I think that people, when they think about you, they think about a woman who is brilliant, and you are a woman who is anchored, and you are, and a woman who is factual. I mean, you just spew the facts, and I think it totally unnerved the left. It totally unnerved the press, and that's why they said, you know, we can't attack Kellyanne Conway for the facts. Well, let's go after her personal life, and let's go after, you know, whatever is going on at home. But, you know, that kind of thing, and, and maybe we'll talk about that toward toward the end of the interview, but I don't really care about what's going on in your home life. You're with the President of the United States. He's making all of these positive changes for Americans, but the press hates him. And then all of a sudden, by the way, as soon as, as soon as Joe Biden uh, won, there's no more storming on the streets. There's no more, you know, uh, burning of, of, of the, uh, 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 by Black Lives Matter and all that other craziness. It was, they had a hissy fit. They were going to storm, tear down, burn down, terrorize, whatever they needed to do until they got their way. It's a frightening left that we have in this country. It is. It's a very frightening left. And look, Trump derangement syndrome is also real. They -hmm. couldn't wait to get rid of him from Washington, D.C., and they still can't quit him. They still Mm -hmm. talk about him. I talk about that in my my book, Here's the Deal, Janine, that they – they, they're so proud that he's no longer the president. Yay. But guess what? You said as soon as Joe Biden got there, the rioting stopped. You know what else stopped? Energy independence, $2 a gallon gasoline. Right. Putin out of Ukraine. Iran contained as it salivates as a nuclear capable country at looking at Israel. China being contained, these trade deals. I mean, the list goes on and on of all the things that Joe Biden has either unraveled or not tended to in a way that we feel is more permanent. As the polls show that. Biden and Harris don't do anything well, nothing we can see anyway. And the excuses that are made for them routinely, the covering up for waste of space, Hunter Biden, oh. uh, not just, you know, not just at the time during the election, but really now there's such an there's such a lack of curiosity about what really happened, about who this really is. And he's relevant, not because he's this grown son of the sitting president. He's relevant because he was flying around on taxpayer dollar, not filing under FARA. The FAIR Act and, and making, we at least know about $11 million from places like China, Ukraine. Do these countries sound familiar, Janine? Are they in of the news? Of course, of course. And other places that we don't know while well, his father was president. But don't take it from me. Hunter Biden was ABC News in an interview last year and said, yes, if my name weren't Biden. You know, I'm sure wouldn't have gotten those deals. Well, yeah. and, and Ukraine and, and China and Russia, which are now all on the front burner. And, you know, there's no question that Joe Biden... Uh, even if you look at things like uh, the baby formula, the guy just can't function. But as it relates to his son, the fact that his son has not been indicted is stunning. Whereas if you look at the Trump 
sons. I mean, Donald Trump Jr. took a meeting in, is it naive, talk about naive, in the middle of a presidential campaign because someone said they had information. He never followed up with it, and that was the end of it. They couldn't get over it. The hate was overwhelming, Kellyanne, and that's why I love your book, Here's the Deal. And But one of the things that, that you talk about as you go through the book is how the Republicans were divided, how you saw that some of the Republicans hated Donald Trump. Talk about how what a stab that was. Well, it was. I mean, think about trying to start in a town where your party has control of the House and the Senate, and now you're the president. President Trump, President-elect and then President Trump just assumes correctly that, hey, all those people who voted 30 times to repeal and replace Obamacare including Senator John McCain, are going to repeal and replace Obamacare. They're going to put it on my desk now as the Republican president, not named Obama, and we're going to get better health care for people. Because let me tell you something, one of the biggest lies told by an American president in the last 50 years is you can keep your plan, you can keep your doctor. That was not true. Everyone will be insured. Not true then, not true 12 years later, Mm Janine. So he figures, okay, we've got, as Biden does now, total party control of the town were at least going to be able to get some things done. But they couldn't get out of their own way, uh, whether it were some of the more conservative members didn't think it had gone far enough, some of the more moderate members thought it went too far. But instead of just saying here would be the better plan, it was, it was, uh, he was always pushing a boulder up the hill and did so mm-hmm. with joy on the job and did so with the tenacity. Don't forget, too, Janine, we got to go back to the period, the one-month period, between the release of the Access Hollywood tape and the election, essentially October 7th to November 8th. That, that month witnessed a, <laughs> that, they, an exodus of all these Republican elected officials who had endorsed him, unendorsing him, and then not lifting a finger in their own states to help him. That's he right. won those states anyway, by and large. So I think, look, he's, he's Donald J. Trump. He's always beaten the odds. He knows how, he knows how to defy the critics and shut down the naysayers. But when you're president of the United States, it would help to have some support when you're trying to push through a policy agenda that that has helped so many Americans. And by the way, helped a lot of those people. The very people are criticizing him. But, you know, Kellyanne Conway, in the book, um, Donald Trump, you talk about energy independence. He predicted that if he were not reelected, that gas would go up, that the Joe Biden was an anti-fossil fuel person. He predicted that he said inflation would go up. And we went from two to whatever we are, eight, eight and a half percent. Uh, it, he predicted all of it. And they still are running against the man. The hate people are, it's like learned behavior. Yes, it is. They don't, well, they don't know how else to shift their attention away. It's like a Pavlovian. They were mm-hmm. Trump, 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 Trump. And they still, you know, but Trump was the excuse of this administration, Saki, Biden, others for a very long time until people realized, excuse me, grownups in the White House, you've been there a long time now. Do something. And people saw the chaotic, deadly withdrawal of Afghanistan, and that was it for oh, them. Oh, it had nothing to do with Trump. Nothing. Donald Trump never would have done that and didn't do it. But here's, here's the other thing. It's because Biden is so bad, they can't get off of Trump. That's the other reason. Trump derangement syndrome, but Trump, Pavlovian, all true, Janine. Let me add another. They don't want to talk about the current president, Biden Mm -hmm. and Harris, and what a man-made disaster this administration is. They don't want to talk about the fact that 13 senior officials have left the Kamala Harris's office 
since she got there. These are supposed to be dream jobs for the first female <laughs> vice president of color. Right. She turned them into a nightmare. So yeah. they don't want to talk about what they see. They want to talk about what they think and what their, what their obsessions are. That's why it's important we talk about it. And look, Janine, there's no question that most Americans look at the polls, use your own two eyes. Most Americans see what we all see, a president in decline, physically, mentally, not where he was as Senator Biden, et cetera. But guess what? I try not to mention that and psychoanalyze it too much for a very simple reason. Politics is about telling voters what they don't see, not what they do. And people need to be reminded of all the horrible policies, the actions and the inaction that Joe Biden has taken and not taken since he got there. That's what they need to know, because they may they may not really understand what happened to the Keystone Pipeline. Day one, shut it down. Yep. Did away yep. with it. 42,000 jobs, 800,000 barrels. And, and so people already know what they see. They don't think he's up to the job. They don't think he's got the energy. But you know what else they don't think about Joe Biden? That he's compassionate, that he cares about people like you, that he mm-hmm. has a plan and a vision for the country. Those are indictments of any president in terms of their political currency right now and their presidential prospects going forward. You know, one of the things about the book, uh, the, here's the deal, your memoir, uh, you actually, Kellyanne, turn the camera on yourself, and you talk about your time in the White House and about your personal journey, as we talked about at the beginning of this, but also the vulnerability, uh, personal vulnerabilities, the high, the lows. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, wh- how did, why did you decide to talk about your family? Well, because my family is being talked about. <laughs> so, And I said very little at the time, Janine, I'm not going to join the media maelstrom about my life. They're covering my children. It's it's unconscionable. And I would say unforgivable, Mm -hmm. Janine, for people to have done that. It wasn't just one reporter here or one reporter there, although uh, the New York Times reporter Taylor Lorenz got it all started. It was was so many people. And I'm grateful to those who didn't jump aboard. I'm grateful to those uh, Democrat friends in my life who never voted for Donald Trump but who thought this was beyond and they were helpful. But the reason I talk about it is because I, now in my book, Here's the Deal, is because I didn't talk about it then. There was no way in the White House as a public servant I was going to get in the middle of a Twitter war between my boss and my husband. Uh, I went back at the media privately. I wasn't going to weigh in on it. My children are amazing. They're more resilient, have more class, brilliance, discretion, dignity, and judgment in their pinkies, these teenagers, than every adult who thought that those kids were any of their business. But I also, you know, people want to know how I felt what I thought, and I, and I tell them, but I also throw a cautionary, I, I, throw, I throw a cautionary tale out there, Janine. This can happen to anybody. Right. There are kids on TikTok right now as we speak, posing in their bikinis, pushing back on authority, including mom and dad, you know, um, expressing their political views, showing a new recipe, whatever it is they're doing, it, they're doing, they're doing it. And we have to be aware of what's happening when we're not looking. Adults direct messaging them. People, not just sexual predators and bullies, we already know that, and that's already awful and awful. But I mean other people who just uh, want to get in their heads, fame, fortune, um, there could be child trafficking. That didn't happen to my kids, God forbid. But we need to be more aware of what's happening when, you know, this is a different topic, but what's happening when we're not looking, when they, you say goodnight to the kids, these poor girls in their beds, under the cover, staring at their phones and hearing their classmates tell them they're not invited to something, they're less than. It's a yeah. huge, huge issue. But the mainstream media thought it was their business. I don't know if they thought it would make Donald Trump mad, it would make me fall apart, it would make George look like a folk hero. We are these children's parents. And for, for whatever else, that will never change. I'm an only child, George is an only child, Janine. 
We have four great kids. Everybody should have done what you and I did with the Obama girls, the Bush girls, Chelsea Clinton, and everybody else. Keep your paws off. Last point. Here's a fact that's in my book. This is really shocking to people. They say, what the hell were we all thinking? Hunter Biden was 51 years old (laughs) when his laptop, 51 years old, and the New York Post ran a story about his laptop saying, let's dig into this. They got suspended from Twitter for two weeks. The mainstream media automatically knew that was Russian disinformation. The intelligence officials, 51 of them, signed a letter. That laptop is Russian disinformation. It's not real. And that was a lie. For 51-year-old Hunter Biden, and they tried to exploit my 15-year-old daughter. Fancy that for a second. And that is a disgrace all the way around. I'm a staffer. Joe Biden's the president. Yep. Yeah, but the the point is that they have already established themselves as a political body and by, uh, by themselves. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, the book is Here's the Deal, a memoir. I must tell you, everyone, the woman is brilliant. You knew she was brilliant. She is unbreakable, the moral core. She is strong. Uh, she doesn't pull any punches. I love her. Get the book, Kellyanne Conway, Here's the Here's the Deal. Fantastic. Thank you, Kellyanne. Thank you. All right. And never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. It's the Judge Janine Show on 77 WABC. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Okay, it's now time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. Well, we had a fascinating uh, hour with uh, Kellyanne Conway uh, and her book, Here's the Deal, a memoir, talking about what was going on behind the scenes as you and I were watching uh, from the outside, looking in. And, of course, uh, the great Dr. Nicole Sapphire, uh, who is a, a wonderful physician, talking about what's going on with the latest illnesses going on in the country. But right now, uh, it's time to gavel out with my closing argument, and that is this. There have been too many school shootings. There have been too many massacred. We have to make sure that we harden the schools, that we make sure that these people who are, whatever they're, they are, I don't care if they're mentally ill or evil, they're evil as far as I'm concerned. Wherever evil is, we've got to protect our children. And I don't want Barney Fife and the crew walking around for 50 minutes trying to figure out what a real cop would do, which is you go to the fire and you protect those kids. And if you're not willing to do that, get the hell off the police force and go become an insurance agent. And that's it for me. And I'm mad. WABC. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.